Matthew chapter number 5 and verse number 14 is where we're going to lead off with our key verse of scripture throughout this whole series. The Bible says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they will see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Man, I am going to just go ahead and tell you up front, I am so excited about this message. I am so excited about what God is about to do in your life because some of you have been fighting a battle that you're sitting at the place right now, you're saying, God, something has got to give because if something doesn't begin to change, I don't know if I can make it another day. Well, can I tell you, today is your breakout day. Amen? Everybody say this with me. Say, today is my breakout day. Now give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Now listen, last week we talked about something from going to an area of good in your life to going to an area of greatness in your life. Now every professional player that has ended up labeled with the term great or walks in the realm of greatness, there is always a game-changing game in their life. There was always the game changer, and they call it, that was their breakout game. Everybody remembers A&M football team this past year, Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. His breakout game was against the number one team in the nation, the Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide, and he had a breakout game and it put him on the map and in fact that is the game I truly believe that won him the Heisman not the rest of the games following but that was his breakout game and today you are going to have a breakout day in the Lord Jesus Christ you're going to have a day today that when you get done hearing this message you're going to realize that you've been fighting a battle you've been contending you've been going up against the the number one problem in your life but today you're going to come out on top victorious and today is your breakout day can I get an amen and so today, when you begin to have a breakout day, I want you to know that God is already fighting for you in your life. As we begin this breakout day, some of you, you've been contending for a long time. We talked about contending two weeks ago. Some of you realized last week that, hey, I'm not up for sale. I've already been bought with a price. I am the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not going to live in an area of good anymore. I'm, I'm going to walk into a realm of greatness. I'm not going to let this little box that I put my life in preserve me anymore. I'm going to step outside the box, and I'm going to begin to live life like I've never lived before before. And in doing those things, many of us realize we end up being in the fight of our life many times. The problem is with these issues, many of us, we look at it and we say, oh God, I'm so tired of fighting the devil. I am so tired of fighting the devil and the things that are going on. And then some of us, we get to the point and we say, God, I'm so tired of fighting with these issues. I'm so tired of fighting with these problems. And then some of you say, God, it's these circumstances in life. Every time I get a leg up, it seems like the economy goes back in my business. Every time my marriage starts going good, it seems like there's something that takes place and I can't seem to get the victory. Every time, Lord God, I begin to step out and begin to stand for my family, it's like my kids get in trouble at school. God, every time I begin to begin to go forward, circumstances arrive and Lord God, it just keeps me back from my breakout game, from my breakout day, from the day of my breakthrough that I've been needing, wanting, desiring, standing for, praying for. And some of us, we get to the scripture when we've done all we can do to stand. God, I've been standing as long as I can. Well, get ready because today you're not just going to be standing today you're going to be begin to break out of the circumstances the issues and the devil that's been holding you back the biggest thing you've got to begin to overcome is what battle are you beginning to fight see because a lot of us we've come to this point in our life and we're so busy fighting circumstances we're fighting issues and we're fighting the devil when actually God says he's put all things under his feet so the issue that we're dealing with is not a condition change the 
the issue that we need to begin to deal with is a position change. Now, some of you, your conditions are what's holding you back, or you think so. You think your conditions, my marriage, my family, my job, my business, my issues that I'm fighting with, those are the conditions of your life. You don't necessarily need a condition change. You need a position change in your life. You need to find a place where you've been down here, and you're going to elevate your life to up here. You need to get to a place of trying to fight to victory, and you need to start fighting from a place of victory. Amen? You need to start fighting from a place where God has called you to be. Now read this scripture with me in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. It says, even when you were dead in your trespasses, you were made alive together with Christ. Now I'm going to stop right there just for a minute. Even when you were dead in your trespasses, some of you feel like you are a ship dead in the water right now. You feel like your life is at a halt. You feel like you've got out in the middle of an ocean. We feel like we've got out in the middle of a vision that God's called us to do, and the winds quit, and our sails are up, and we're like, God, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, and God, I don't know what to do next, and God, I don't know what's going on, and literally some of you have felt like giving up. You are actually dead already when you get the feeling of giving up because your mind's already been contemplating quitting, and so some of you are in the place where right now this verse describes you. It says, even when you were dead in your transgression, listen to what God does. He made us alive together with Christ. So some of you, you need to get some life back into you. Some of you just say, I got life. Paul said, you have been made alive in Christ Jesus. Now listen, by grace you have been saved and raised up with him. Now I want to stop right there because some of you missed it. See, a lot of us, oh, pastor, by grace we've been saved. Yes, I love it. No, that's not what it said. It says, by grace you have been saved and raised up with him. Just because there's a verse interrupting the statement doesn't mean that the statement was supposed to quit. See, we in our English language, we've jacked this whole Bible thing up. We put verses where it shouldn't have been a break and then we stop a phrase and we miss that whole complete thought and we can pull stuff out of context because the little numbers dictate our reading rather than the statement or the passage that the person is trying to preach or relate to us in our life. That passage right there, many of us, we stop right there. We've been made alive together in Christ and by grace we have been saved and we stop. And we're excited. Woo, I've been saved. Thank you, Jesus. I'm doing really good at barely getting by. Oh, I'm just suffering. I'm barely passing through, but praise God, one day beyond the Jordan. And we get this old-time religion. Man, I don't want old-time religion. I want a new time infilling power of the Holy Spirit to come take my life and bring me to another level in Christ Jesus. And if we've been made alive together with Christ, why are some of you just waiting on dying to get to the other side? I've been made alive together with Christ, and I hope my actions display life to you sometimes. Because I see so many Christians say, oh, I'm alive with Christ, and I've been made alive with Christ Jesus, but you look deader than a nail on a doorknob. I mean, I'm just saying, you look pitiful the way Christians walk around sometimes. Oh, we're alive in Jesus. You ain't alive in nothing. <laughs> I mean, you look more like the first part. You're dead in your transgressions. So if you've really been made alive with Christ, that means you know this and you understand you got life on the inside of you and then he goes on to say by grace you have been saved and raised up with him and he seated us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus amen so it's not by grace you've been saved it's by grace you've been saved and have been raised up with him and seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so now that you know that your conditions of the world may be holding you back slowing you down trying to put a halt to the thing God's called you to do trying to put a stop to your marriage trying to put a stop to your business business. Ed and Linda Roseman's testimony was perfect. They had every reason in the world, 144 payments at $300 a month to stop and say, God, we're just dead and we give up and we quit. We've tried our best. Uh-uh. They were made alive and by grace they have been saved and raised up and seated with Christ in heavenly places. See, your conditions 
don't need to affect your position. In fact, when we start getting a proper position, then it will begin to have an effect on our condition. See, many of you are too busy trying to fight down here, trying to fight to victory and raise your standard up, when God said, no, 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 you're fighting from a place up here in victory already in Christ Jesus. See, some of you, your breakout warning is going to happen because you're just, in this message, you're going to get a position change. You think you're down here trying to get up there. God says, no, you're already up here. Why don't you just take your rightful place? In the next 10 minutes, I'm going to tell you how to take your right place. Have you ever played the game when you were a kid, King on the Mountain? Robert, did you ever play that growing up, man? I know we played this because we, we, when we were kids, we played crazy stuff. And in fact, because we lived on kind of a farm growing up, we had these big round hay bales and we played King on the Hay Bale. You know, the big round bales that are that tall and when you get pushed off, it really does kind of hurt. And when you're the smallest of the two older brothers and you got a younger sister, praise God, they'd push her off before me and I'd have something to land on. But... <laughs> She's not here. Bless her heart. But did you ever notice that the guy who was on top was called the king on the mountain? And did you ever notice how much easier it is to fight from a place of up here? When you're up here fighting and it's easier to hit somebody down and knock them off rather than being the person down here trying to fight your way up to the top? See, many of you, you've got the wrong mindset. You're the person who's down here trying to fight your way up to the top. And God says, no, 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 you're already up at the top. Why don't you just start kicking the things that are trying to get up and take your place and take your position in the body of Christ? you got to realize when you were seated with Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, you became king on your mountain. Well, pastor, it's Jesus is king. No, Jesus is king of kings. That means he's the king of you that's a king. See, some of y'all got to get the word right. So you read king of kings and you think, oh, he, that just means he's Lord of all. No, that means he's the king of a king. He didn't negate your position and say you weren't a king anymore. He said, you're a king, but I'm just your king. So when you get your rightful position seated up in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and listen, if God's got you seated with him, God said he's got a throne and the earth is his footstool so you're just not seated in a chair you're seated on a throne and only kings can sit in a throne amen so when you're seated with christ you've got to understand that you've got a position change that's got to take place in your life you've got a breakout day coming today i've got this so i believe so much god's going to set people free this morning because they're going to get a position change i told norman at the end of service don't just have one song i want you to have about four songs ready for altar call because it's going to be a mass altar call and i also told him don't you just get up here with the guitar you get up and you get the whole worship team back up here and you begin to lead us into worship because God's going to set people free and they're going to have a breakout day because a position change is going to be taking place in your life. Amen. Now that's all good finding dandy pastor but you've been telling us all about this position change but you didn't tell me how to get to the position change. Well I'm glad you asked. Amen. Thank you Jesus. I will tell you how to get to your position change. Colossians 1.15 says this, talking about Jesus. The Bible says in Colossians 1.15, he is the image of the invisible God. He is the image of the invisible God. That means he is the express image of God himself placed in this earth. You need to get an image on the inside of you. Some of you, when you think of yourself right now, you think of yourself as the person down here trying to fight to get up here. And you always see yourself in the midst of the battle. You need to get not just a position change, you need to get an image change. You will never get the manifestation on the outside till you get a new image on the inside. You want your conditions to change? You got to start changing your image of yourself. You got to start seeing your marriage working. And when you go home and he or she pops off at you, don't let that burst that image bubble that you created. You got to see it. I'm not just talking about seeing it like, oh, it's a wonderful thought. I'm talking about seeing it and knowing it and knowing what God's going to do in your life. And once you get an image change, once you get an image on the inside, it can manifest on the outside, but it doesn't work the other way. Some of you are wanting a manifestation on the outside 
so it will convince you to a change on the inside, and it does not work like that. Listen, the Bible says, Hebrews 11:1. 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and we got that memorized a certain way, but I want to read it to you out of the ESV because it says it in a particularly awesome way. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen. It's the assurance of things hoped for. When you are assured of something, you got all the confidence in the world it's going to take place. And so you have the assurance of something hoped for, the evidence of something not yet seen with your physical, but it's very seen on the inside of you. So when you begin to get the image on the inside of you, God can begin to manifest something on the outside of you. God had an image of Jesus Christ. He said he is the image of the invisible God. God had an image of Jesus on the inside, and it was easy for Jesus to be manifested on the outside. Amen? So in your business that's struggling right now, you need to start saying, God, give me an image of my business. And some of you, here's the key. Don't get your image, get his image. Don't get your image, get his image. Amen? Some of you ladies who always struggle with self-esteem issues, the best thing you can do is not pray for a better self-esteem. It's pray for God's image of you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And all the husbands with insecure wives said, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just don't do it out loud. Just agree with me in spirit. We're there. Some of you men who struggle with things in your life, who struggle with not being able to be the man of the house, Every time you try, just something goes wrong. A work schedule comes up. A conflict comes up. See yourself getting God's image of you. It's what kingdom man is all about, getting God's image of you so you can become that here in this earth. And the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not yet seen in our life. And so when you begin to get God's image of you and of him and of your circumstance in your life, you will then be coming to a place where you are now fighting from victory instead of trying to get to victory. You will begin to set yourself up here and you'll begin to see what God sees in your life. There was a time not too long ago in the history of this church, and I would say probably roughly four years ago now, there was a situation where we walked in on a Monday morning and basically the tithes were horrible, the offerings were pathetic. We had literally $500 in the church checking account. I mean, that's not even enough to pay two days worth of uh, operating expenses. And I was so defeated. I was so devastated. And I would work my hardest and gear myself up and I'd be like, okay, God, you got this. And I'd try to build my faith up and I'd try to work harder at it and I'd try to say, God, you can do this and get the best optimistic look on my face that I could possibly get and go on with the day. And I had heard people say, oh, pastor, your church, it's, God's got great plans for it. It's going to be great. And when I drove by, I just saw the building look like it was on fire in the spirit and there were just cars parked out in the pasture. And I said, really, God, where are all those things that you're telling me are so great? Now, me and God, we can talk kind of candid. We contend together, remember? And he'll throw me across and land me on the couch and we contend together. And I said, God, where are all these things? This is what God said. He said, when you get back to the image that I originally gave you on the inside of you and start praising me for what I already put in you and where I've already got you and come up to my level and know that it's already done. I'm just walking out the process with you. Your church will start succeeding. And it was that very week that God turned the tide in the church. It was that very week with that same $500. We wrote that $500 check out and gave it away. It wasn't going to help us two days down the line. I mean, it was going to close. It was going to close. But it was going to close. We were going all guns a-blazing, baby. We're going to do something. We're going to operate in faith. And God said, but don't do it from a place of trying to get something. Do it from a place that you know you've already got 
got something, do it from the place of victory, not trying to achieve a victory. See, I had to get a position change. My position change took place when my image changed. And when my image changed on the inside of me, I saw the manifestation begin to take place on the outside of me. I, I love the story that we've heard over the past five weeks in our Victory Sunday School class. This Sunday morning, this is a testimony of a lady who couldn't even walk five weeks ago. And she just has this little four-pronged walker, couldn't hardly even get around. Her son moved back to help out the family and begin to do great and mighty things and begin to put hope or an image back on the inside of his mama of her walking again. And his testimony this morning was, I got a praise report because my mama keeps leaving her cane places. Now, I'm telling you. And the funny thing is, she'll walk upstairs and say, oh, I left my cane downstairs. And I'm just telling you that when you get a new image on the inside of you, you, write, you change your position automatically. Some of you who are desiring to teach or preach, you need to start seeing yourself teaching and preaching and not just hoping it'll happen one day. And you need to go home in your bedroom and when nobody's there and you need to preach your heart out. <laughs> Get the image on the inside of you. Watch what God can do. The first thing you have to do to get a position change is you got to have an image change take place in your life. The second thing we've got to do is we've got to change a different mindset. We've been taught to think from a condition mindset and not from a position mindset. Now, here's going to be the key. You've been taught all your life to be dictated by your conditions. It's very hard to start living a lifestyle that's now dictated by position. This is why there's very few leaders and a whole lot of followers. Because followers respond to conditions, but leaders are in a position and conditions respond to them, right? I mean, leaders, when you're in a position of leadership, and Cody, you know this, in your own business, you are in a position of authority and conditions respond to you. You don't respond to conditions. I mean, if you are a manager at a store, conditions respond to you. You don't respond to conditions. You, you begin to set the tone. Now, listen to what the Bible says. If you're going to have a position change, you got to have an image change, but you also got to have a mindset change from a condition mindset to a position mindset, and this is how you do it. It says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. You got to let God change your mind. See, some of you got to quit thinking the way you've been thinking. You've got to quit thinking the way you've been thinking. You've got to let this mind be in you. That means you got to cognitively begin to say, mentally begin to say, God, I'm going to start letting this mind of being in a position be in here. I'm going to let this mind be in me that was in Christ Jesus. And when you begin to have a mindset change, you'll begin to have a whole victory change in your life. Let this mind be in you, which was also um, in Christ Jesus. Now listen, the term let means, it means you must permit a process to take place. You must permit a process to take place. When you begin to permit a process to take place, it means you're saying, God, I give you approval to let me start living from victory instead of trying to get to victory. I permit you to do this, God. Remember, you're a king in your own right. But the problem is you've been using your kingly authority wrongly. You've been using it against the creator who's trying to elevate you to a new level instead of against the people and the conditions around you. See, you've been fighting against God, not against your circumstances. And you're hoping you'd be king on the mountain, but instead your circumstances have knocked you off your mountain. And now you're trying to fight to get back to a place. Quit fighting to get back to a place. Just say, God, I receive my position and I let this mind be in me. That same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Let's go on and see what else the Bible has to say about it the bible says in first corinthians 2 9 uh, 2 9 it says but we have the mind of christ how many of y'all think like christ walk like christ act like christ talk like christ believe like christ have faith like christ give me an amen if you do now now come on here's why i gotta i gotta get you to a position change because it says you have the mind of christ you're still trying to get the mind of christ you haven't let that mind be in you because religion has told you you can't do what christ did well jesus said you're going to do greater things than i did in john so if you're going to do greater things you got to first start 
out doing what he did. And to do that, you got to let this mind be in you, that same mind that was in Christ. And the Bible says, when you let it be, the Bible also says, but you have the mind of Christ. Now I want you to listen to what Paul says. This is one of the most intriguing scriptures to me. It says, so I tell you this, and Paul gets very bold. He says, I tell you this, and I insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live the way the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. He says, you must no longer live the way the world lives in a messed up, condition-operated mind. Quit thinking like that. Start thinking from a position-operated mind. Remember when you were a kid and your second grade teacher would say, what would you do if you were president for a day? You remember writing those papers? What would you do if you were president for a day? Now, don't get all political on me. I know what some of y'all are thinking. And if you'd rise up into your position, we may not have issues in the White House. But because we've been conditioned mindsetted instead of position mindsetted, we got a messed up world. Because the Christians are living like the world instead of the world's trying to live like the Christians. I mean, come on now. Now, let's change some mindsets. But remember what you got, you got to write that paper. If I were president for a day, I would go to Disney World. Amen. I, I remember writing that. I'd go to Disney World. That's what I wrote. Well, I'm president for the day. I can do whatever I want to do. I'd go to Disney World. I didn't have a very big concept of the world at that time. I'd go to Fiji now, but if I was president for the day, I would go to Disney World, and I'd ride all the rides, and I'd be in the front of every cart because I'm president. That's my position. I can do what I want to do as long as it falls under the authority of the ones who gave me authority. Now, listen. If you were president of your life for a day, what would you do different? See, the issue is you are president. In fact, you're king of your life. But when your kingship outsteps your lordship, now remember when you say, we say, do you believe in Jesus Christ as your savior and lord? See, even kings, because even kings submit to a lord. And so him being king of kings, we submit to his lordship. See, when your kingship outsteps your lordship under him, then you fall into the area of condition again. But when your kingship lines up under the lordship of Jesus Christ, because he's king of kings and lord of lords, then you can have whatever you want and be president of your life for a day and conditions start doing what you tell them to do rather than conditions telling you what to do. See, y'all need to grab that. Some of y'all need to start telling your conditions what to do and where to go and how to get there. You've done it to your spouse. You've done it to your kids. And the fact is you weren't really meaning it to your spouse or kids. You were meaning it to the conditions that were involved. You just have to have to someone to vent it on. Well, no, you don't. You need to start venting on your conditions into the, under the lordship of Jesus Christ because he's king of kings, so you're a king and you're under his lordship, so you can start telling the conditions what to do. You start telling your conditions where to go. When you start talking from position and not condition, people start looking at you differently. I remember just this past Wednesday, I was walking through the hall, and Wednesday, there's a bunch of kids that get here early because their parents are working with Feed My Sheep, and bless those people who do Feed My Sheep. They are amazing. Mm. They cook some good food. And anyways, I was walking down the hall, and this kid ran by, and then another kid ran by, and he said, you better be good when Joel's around. He's the boss. He can fire you. <laughs> And I didn't know how to take that at first. Am I that mean to people? No, they understood position. A child in second grade understood position. He understood position. And he understood that the position I was in could change his condition. He thought I could fire him. I can't fire him. Lord bless his heart. Mama's corrected children. I can't fire him. I love him. I'm glad they're here. But he understood position and condition. You need to begin to understand position and condition. You can fire your condition. And you can get rid of it. And so now that you are in a new position and you got a new image and now you got a new mind because you let this mind be in you that's in Christ Jesus, let's finish this up and watch what God has for you. When you get the mindset of fighting to, from, from fighting to victory and from victory, when you start fighting from victory, you do not have to be a Bible scholar to start operating in the blessing. You don't. You simply have to know first grade, hear me on this, first grade English, first grade grammar. Do we know first grade grammar? Listen to this. 
and God has raised us up. Now you have three things. You have raise, you have raising, that means it's a process, and you have raised, uh, E-D, past tense, it's already been done. What did the Bible say? God is raising us up, God raised us up, or God raised, uh, E-D, up. Give me a good E-D, everybody say E-D. E-D. Past tense, tense. already done. So why are you still asking God to raise or raise, rise you up when he said, I've already raised you up and seated you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? All you really have to do is go back to first grade elementary English to get a new mindset, to get a new position change, to get a new image, because what God says in his word has already been done for you. And some of you keep asking God to do more. And God says, why don't you start operating on what I already did? I've raised you up and seated you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, here's another one. Praise be to God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed uh, ed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in christ jesus now does that say he's about to bless us did it have an ed on the end was that past tense too so your first grade english now just made you a king your first grade english now just brought you to a position change because god said i've already done it it's already finished it's already completed i've raised ed i've already blessed ed with every spiritual blessing in christ jesus the problem is you're still down here fighting conditions when you need to get up here in a new position you need to get up here where god's called you where god sees you as mighty holy awesome anointed powerful man and woman of god not doing really good at barely getting by hoping one day you die and go home and be with jesus that's all we got to live for man let's just leave But we got more to live for than that. I'm going to close with this scripture right here. Romans 8, 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. In all these conditions, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. In all these things that are going on, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. In all these little trials of your family, of your marriage, of your kids, of your finances, the Bible already says you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. So today, knowing that you right now, because of what the Bible says, past tense raised you up, past tense ED, he's already blessed you, and he said you are right now in the present tense more than a conqueror. That means your conditions no longer affect your position. But now your position has great effect on your conditions. 